Dumbassery. Kirstie Alley died. I was goofing on her a lot over the past couple of weeks. Uh, my bad. Yeah, we were goofing on her because I've been binging Cheers and I didn't love her character. And then we looked at all those Jenny Craig commercials that she did. Those weight loss meal plan ads. I mean, how do you, how do you know somebody's going to die when you're goofing on them? She's a tremendous actress. I'm sure that she saved thousands and thousands of people with her Jenny Craig commercials. Including my favorite, where she climaxes to fettuccine! Hey, you're chubby too. Let's lose weight together. They have really yummy food. That'll make it easy for us. They have chicken fettuccine. Fettuccine! I'm not kidding when I say that might be one of my favorite deliveries in any medium, in any type of acting, ever. It's like it's up there with Marlon Brando and you come to me on this, the day of my daughter's wedding. Like it's up there with that. It's a brilliant line reading. Nobody could have told her to read the line like that. That's all Kirstie Alley. And listen, if I was a fat 43-year-old housewife, up late, it's 11.30 p.m., I'm watching The Oxygen Network, or E! when that was around, you know when they had, like, uh, True Hollywood Story? If I was a fat housewife, and I heard that line reading, and I was like, yeah, I'm fat too, I'd love to eat fettuccine with Kirstie Alley, I would have picked up the phone and made the call. Kirstie Alley was a tremendous actress. Have I sucked up enough? I still feel bad. Apparently it was cancer. She kept it private. I was surprised to hear that she was 71. I always thought she was younger. Man. No, I always got the sense that Kirstie Alley was, it was probably a, good, a really good person. And I know I sound ridiculous now. Like, you know how after somebody dies, people always come out of the woodworks like, yeah, I was great friends with them. We, we had so many good times together, I'm going to miss them. And when they were alive, they either didn't give a shit about them or, like, actively talk shit about them. You know, that happens all the time with celebrities. And my goofing on Kirstie Alley was good-natured. I didn't love her character on Cheers. I liked Diane. You never liked the replacement of one of your favorite characters. But, I mean, to earn that role... I mean, at the time, Cheers was a very popular show. And to earn the role of the new female lead takes incredible skill, very difficult to... I mean, it's a one-in-a-million type of shot that you're winning there, you know? She really did gel with the cast, which, again, is hard to do when you're coming in to a television series halfway through its run, and you're the new person. You know, it's that's, a, that's also a tough task. So, rest in peace, Kirstie Alley. I hope this doesn't become, like, a recurring thing. Like, whoever I goof on just dies... Listen, if Tom Brady dies in the next couple of months, don't blame me, okay? Don't blame the goof messenger, pal. Dumbassery. I got high earlier. It's not a good move for me to get high anymore, man. My eating goes from a 10 to a 30. I mean, I'm out of control. I, like, when I'm sober, I, I eat how high people eat. And when I'm high, I eat how Lizzo eats. Barbaric and violent consumption when I get high and I eat. There's no, nobody is safe. No restaurant. No chef. No refrigerator. No vending machine. Everybody needs to be on high alert because I'm coming for every calorie available in this country. DoorDash, Taco Bell. I mean, I don't know how weed was ever illegal. I mean, it stimulates the economy like crazy with food purchases. The only thing that might trump weed for stimulating the economy as prostitution. Like, how is prostitution illegal? So many politicians are just, are just like super horny sociopaths. This is a noted fact in American politics, that 
Politicians like getting their dick sucked, sucking dick, sucking dick while they're getting their dick sucked, eating ass while one guy's sucking his dick and he's sucking another guy's dick. This is noted. If anybody actually reads the Constitution, they'll find that Amendment 19, Addendum 4, is the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of cock. <laughs> Political sex scandals are the juiciest sex scandals because these are supposed to be the upstanding members of society. These are supposed to be who we look to in our times of need. They're supposed to be modern-day superheroes. They're supposed to be our champions. But instead, nine-tenths of them would sell you out for a dry hand job from a Mexican hooker. Now, my favorite political scandal of all time has got to be Anthony Weiner. I mean, come on. That is a gift from the white trash gods. Anthony Weiner got caught sending dick pics. State of him, too. It's never, like, a good-looking dude. <laughs> it's never, like, a good-looking guy, politician, that gets caught in these sex scandals. It's, like, Anthony Weiner and Donald Trump. And it's, like, the creepier looking you are, <laughs> the more likely you are to have some sort of raucous sexcapades. For those of you who don't know, Anthony Weiner was a... What was he? Like the governor of New York, I think. You know, again, I just... The, the horny level of some fucking people. Like, this Anthony Weiner dude, he was, like, uh, one of the most important people in New York State. He had a wife, he had kids, and he threw it all away because he just had to blow his load. Not just blow his load. I mean, he could do that by himself, presumably with his wife. He had to blow his load with some whore. How do you get to a horny level? Where you're willing to give up what you've worked for for your entire life. And how do you recover from that? Oh yeah, okay, no. Anthony Weiner, I don't think he was ever... He was a U.S. representative. And it was a sexting scandal. So he wasn't even fucking chicks. He got popped for sending photos. That's even worse. You didn't even get to fuck? And you ruined your life? What was the point? His horny level's off the charts. He didn't even get to fuck. He's just sending pictures. I mean, seriously, that's like paying for a steak dinner and filling up on rolls. Still with the food references. I'm still a little bit high. I'm still thinking about food. Um, you, know what I, you know why I love Wikipedia? Because they come through with descriptions like this. They're so, like, formal and precise about it. This is what Wikipedia has to say about his, about the initial scandal. On May 27, 2011, Wiener used his public Twitter account to send a link to a photo on YFrog. The picture of his erect penis, concealed by boxer briefs, was sent to a 21-year-old female college student from Seattle, Washington. Yeah, I mean, he totally fumbled the bag, bro. Like, he totally fumbled the bag. He lost everything, and he never even fucked. I think people like this are called sex addicts. Sex addicts. I love that. All the sex at it. Oh, yeah, you, you have too much sex. Do you also have too much money? You fucking bitch. Get over it. What are you talking about, sex addict? I, I think it sort of makes sense, though, that he's kind of an off... Can you imagine growing up with the last name Wiener? There's nobody crueler than seven-year-old children. There's nobody meaner on the face of the earth. That can pick you apart in 80 different ways. God, you, you'd think you'd legally change your name. I mean, I would change my name. I would change my name. If, if my name was fucking Wiener. Although, I mean, a credit to him that he was able to be elected to office with the name Wiener. 
Although to be honest, like if if I was in the voting booth and I saw a dude with the name Wiener, I'm voting for him. I mean, I don't care what my political alignments are. If I see a dude named Dick, see a dude named Wiener, I'm voting for him. Like I don't know if they'll be a good politician, but I'll smile every time I read their name. That's what life's all about. Dumbassery. This is a good segue into our next bracket. Our very first bracket, the hate bracket, was a multi-week event that ended in Adolf Hitler and Kanye West, the write-in, being crowned the ultimate hated person here on Dumbassery. And now, for our second bracket, we're going with Dumbass of the Year. You know, it's been a long year. It's been a dumb year. A lot of dumbasses. Sticking with people that can't control their horny level. I can't control my horny level. We're going to start with Nick Cannon, who recently announced that he's having his 12th child. For me, the main argument for abortion is that people that are unfit to be parents, shouldn't be parents, have children, and then they don't parent them properly, and then they grow up and they put bad into the world as an unproductive member of society. How does that relate to Nick Cannon? Well, he's got children scattered over several states... With his busy career being a professional hype man for stupid fucking reality shows, I guarantee you he doesn't have time to be a proper father to his soon-to-be 12 children. A father figure is very important in this world, and he's popping them out and not parenting them correctly. He can't. It's not physically possible. You can't be in several states at once. Now listen, if you're a truck driver, and you have to go off for three weeks out of the month, and that's why you're away from your child, fine. That's a different story. But he's got a horny level so bad, he's got such a God complex, that he has to pop out all these fucking kids so the stupid fucking canon name could live on. And now we've got a bunch of kids out there that have an absentee father. He's not the only absentee father in this world, but when you've got 12 kids in several different states, there's no way you can't be. It's a dumbass move. There's a lot of kids in this world that, are, that have shitty parents. Who never should have had their fucking kids. When you start getting into 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 kids. I mean, how the hell can you possibly parent them properly? There's too fucking many of them. These ultra-religious families. Okay, these Amish families that have 18 kids because they're all working on the fucking farm. I mean, that's like a religious deal. I don't even know. That's between them and God. And they got those weird fucking bowl cuts, bro. I don't want to mess with them. Very scary looking people, the Amish. He makes a living, he makes a career, hopefully those kids are paid for. You've got to commend him for that. Even if he's legally required. Twelve children with six women. This is from a business insider. Cannon referenced his children dealing with his divorce with Mariah Carey in his freestyle rap Divorce Papers. One part of the song he rapped, We single now, but what we really need to think about is how a child deals, how a child feels. Because we got two and they brilliant for real transformative songwriting there um so he seems to be capable of introspection on some level does he not think about the fact that there's no way that he can can be in the households of six different women at a time cannon said that his children fear the police in the wake of the death of george floyd in 2020 cannon spoke about having to teach his children about what to do when they encounter law enforcement my children fear police they should fear growing up without a father dumbassery so overall we've got four candidates Four participants in the bracket. I uh, randomized the seeds, the seed numbers. N- and Nick Cannon's opponent is going to be every single individual 
disingenuous World Cup fan and World Cup player, because that's relevant right now. So the winner of Nick Cannon versus the disingenuous World Cuppers will go on to face the winner of the two matchups next week to ultimately crown the dumbass of the year. I know there's some recency bias in these couple of choices, but they're solid options, man. So, Tar, the country hosting the World Cup, admitted that four to 500 workers died in the lead-up to the tournament, which means that four to 5,000 of them died. If they're admitting four to 500, multiply that by 10. They died as a consequence of World Cup labor. There's been a lot of back and forth with whether or not players can wear armbands that signify their support for gay rights. Before a match, the English players put their hands over their mouths to signify them being silenced. And you know, these these jackasses that play soccer have the gall to go there and act like they're better than the Qatari people. Yes, gay rights are important, but you're going to virtue signal on top of a field that has bodies under it? Activism isn't selective. If you're going to be for human rights, be for human rights. And don't be in a tournament where slave workers died so you could kick a ball. Be an activist and bow out if you're so for equality and people being treated fairly. People are bullshit. The lives of gay people matter. The lives of the Qatari people that died matter. And it's just rich to me that they can be on their high horse about gay rights and want to wear armbands. When you're complicit in mass murder. I understand the players are in a tough spot. They train for years and years. The whole lives they dedicate to potentially winning the World Cup. Uh, and it sucks that the powers that be are willing to go to a place like Qatar. Where the customs of the Western world are not accepted. But if I was an activist and somebody that wanted to seek change. I would have a problem knowing people died unjustly. So I could play a game. Even if it's a game that has a lot of money behind it. So I think the hypocrisy of a lot of these World Cup players is dumb, man. It's dumbassery. To my knowledge, Nick Cannon doesn't write shitty rap songs or hype up over-the-hill entertainers on a shitty Fox show uh, on ground just above where slaves died. So, for that reason, I would say that the bigger dumbass are the disingenuous World Cuppers. Dumbassery. Have you looked at your Spotify wrapped for the year, if you have Spotify? It, the rap basically gives you stats about how you listen to what you listen to. It's kind of interesting. If you looked at my Spotify wrapped, you'd think I was 80 years old. I listen to music for... This is an unbelievable number. This is an unbelievable number. I listen to music for 41,600 minutes. Apparently more than 89% of users. That's an unbelievable sum. What does that translate to in... Alright, even if I went to a calculator right now, I don't know that I could figure out how many days... 41,000 minutes high. Well, okay. If you type in 41,000... Guys, public school education here, okay? 41,000 minutes. And I'm going to multiply that by 24. And that gets me 984,000. And then I'm going to divide that by 365. And that brings me to 2,695 days. That seems wrong. That seems wrong. Okay. We're going to start this over. Okay, so there's 24 hours in a day. How many minutes are in a day? Okay, there's 60 minutes. It would be 60 times 24, right? Okay, so there's 1,440 minutes in a day. Now I forgot how many minutes I listened to Spotify for. 
There's too many numbers flying around. All right, 41,600 minutes. So 41,600 divided by 1440 equals 28.89 days of listening. I don't know whether to be proud or ashamed. 28 full days I had music playing. 28 days, that's that's Black History Month, man. I mean, more than 89% of users is a fascinating statistic. I wonder how many minutes the number one guy has. That, that guy's a real loser, I tell you what. All right, what else is in here? All right, my top five songs. All right, this is funny. Okay, my top five songs are all 50 years old. All right, number one, we got Right Down the Line by Jerry Rafferty. Ridiculous bass line. Crunchy. Number two, Bad Bad Leroy Brown by Jim Croce. Number three, Operator by Jim Croce. Number four, this this is a surprise. Sugar Town by Nancy Sinatra. I tell you what, if I ever have a comedy special, and I will... I'm a young man. I've got time. I will name it Sugar Town. I think that's a great name. Good cocaine reference. Uh, and the number five, Always Love by America. Yes. So that's my Spotify rap. It's uh, it's interesting to realize how much time you waste. Dumbassery. Fuck a, a Spotify rap. Who cares how much music you listen to? You know what I want to know? I want to know who the number one person is who's jacked it the most this year. Who is the world champion masturbator? Where are the statistics on this? Most nuts busted. Now that's a record. That's a record to be proud of. I hesitate to Google guy who masturbates the most because I know it's going to be a lot of gay porn. I've said it once, I've said it again. This show has been me look at more penis than I ever would have imagined. Inadvertently, somehow. Dumbassery. Gandhi. Abraham Lincoln, King Henry VIII, Masanobu Sato. I put that man in this list because he exemplifies the commitment, courage, and resilience that makes the greatest men in history who they are. Masanobu Sato is the world's greatest masturbator. Many people want to hold this title. Few could make it happen, and fewer do make it happen. Masanobu Sato currently holds the longest masturbation session record at 9 hours and 58 minutes. He did this at something called Masturbatathon in San Francisco in 2009. So that's what this old Huffington Post article says. Events are held in a place appropriately titled the Masturbatorium. If a man is taking part in the competition, he must stay aroused without ejaculating for as long as possible. At times, the event attracts more males than females, which could be a turnoff for some participants. They did this in San Francisco. What do you expect? So not only did he jack it for 10 hours, he did it in front of people. It's brilliant. You know what? That probably aided in him not finishing. You know, it's it's impressive to stay hard for 10 hours. But if I was in a room full of dudes, and I'm a straight guy, and I'm jerking my shit, I mean, I'm not coming for a long time. I don't care what videos you put in front of me. Now, okay, now, there's not a lot of press on this. For whatever reason, the lamestream media wants to keep this brilliant man hidden. And all I could find, really, was this documentary, this mini-documentary on this guy, like, ten years ago. 
and I think it's in Dutch, but it's subtitled in English. So I can't really play it for you, but it's insane. This guy's life. <laughs> the setup here is crazy. So he's got a girlfriend, but she doesn't really like to give him sex that much. So he'll just masturbate in front of her as a hobby and sometimes as, as training. While she does various activities throughout this documentary, like she's sewing and he's pumping himself off. She's cooking and he's pumping himself off. And this guy's just jacking it everywhere and she's just sitting there watching television. This arrangement is ludicrous. Masturbation, let's be real, it's a substitution for sex, okay? Sex is the prize. Masturbation, you know, listen, it can be fun sometimes, sure. But, I mean, this guy doesn't get sex and he's just masturbating in front of her, his, his clothed girlfriend. And obviously, this is like, we talk about horny levels. This is the horniest fucking guy alive. He's just jerking it all the time. In this documentary, he's jerking it in the bathroom. He's jerking it in the living room. He's jerking it. She's on the phone. I get the impression that this masturbation is this ridiculous coping mechanism because he's the horniest man alive. And this woman doesn't want to give him any sex. And he's just created this, like, masturbation obsession in response. I don't know if he uses her as, like, a sexual aid, like, looks at her while he's masturbating, but why? I mean, she's not even engaging with him. Why is he even in the same room with her? It's just depressing. The whole scene, man, if you watch this documentary. But listen, they seem to be happy with the arrangement, I guess. I mean, it's creepy as hell to me, but... Fuck. I listened to this one quote from this guy in this documentary. I like the girl next door style. A real female, of course, smells. It's dirty. So we have anime. Isn't it clean and pretty? Man, that's a man that knows what he likes. What he likes is super fucking odd, but he knows what he likes. Dumbassery. I have... <clears throat> ugh, I have some sort of illness. I actually had to go to the doctor. I thought that was just something they did in the movies. But I went and he gave me some antibiotics. You know you're sick when you can't even eat. Listen, I'm not saying, look, okay, cancer or age would be absolutely terrible to have. It would be, but you would slim down. Been drinking a lot of juice. Somebody told me years and years, maybe it was my mother, I don't know. You eat juice when you're sick. So I've been gorging on Minute Maid. I don't know that it's helping, but I forgot how good juice was. They say juice is mostly for kids. Fuck that, dude. I, I would drink juice over any alcoholic beverage. I would drink juice over any soda. I mean, juice just gets to the point, okay? It's just sugar and water. That's it. Right? There's nothing fancy about it. This will kill you, and you're going to have a good time on the way. It's no bullshit when it comes to juice, man. I do love on the label, you know, when they talk about real sugar, as opposed to, like, processed sugar or something. Like, oh, that's a selling point. You're going to kill me authentically instead of disingenuously. Thanks. Hey, by the way, quick favor to ask you. Would you fill out a survey? I know that sounds very enticing. Uh, it's just like a couple of questions about the show, what you like, what you don't like. Just thought I'd do this uh, and maybe it'd give me a better handle on, uh, on why you're listening. So I put the link to the survey in the episode description. Or if you just want to type it in, it's tinyurl.com slash dumbassery survey. And it'll direct you to the form tinyurl.com slash Dumbassery survey. Really appreciate it if you fill it out. Shouldn't take you more than uh, one or two minutes. So that'll do it for this week. Rest in peace, Kirstie Alley. Rest in peace, Masanabu Saito's cock. I mean, that shit must have fallen off by now.
I can't control my horny level. Dumbassery.